Hi, Chris Valentin here. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. I'm so excited about my new show, Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. You can watch it weekly on my YouTube channel or listen to it here. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we teach you how to be fully alive, how to engage your superpower for the Lord, and how to change the world. And today... I have Angelo Jean-Pierre. How did yes. I do on that last name? Phenomenal. You've been with me for a long time, and I think that's the first time I've ever pronounced it right. You did great. You it's did great. because you said it to me like three or four times before. I got that same gift you've got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we speak in tongues pretty yes. well, but yep. not in English. Yes. Yep. And you just wrote a couple of great books. Yes. The Empowered Lifestyle, Unlocking, the, unlocking Your Voice to Share the Gospel. Yep. And this is activating the empowered lifestyle, how to lead your family and friends into an encounter with Jesus. Yes. This is the, you know, this is the, this is the holiday season. Yes. And so tell me a little bit, first of all, about these books and tell me a little bit about your life. Absolutely. You know, I was uh, saved in a house church. And so um, this, the whole premise of these books and my life is, Um, I was encountered by people that just lived a lifestyle that was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And it was similar to that reality of John chapter 4 where the woman at the well, she was encountered by one man in one moment, by one word, and it it shaped her. And that happened with me where I got saved in their house. They brought me there. She went for water. I went for food and football. And then I encountered the Lord there. And I got impacted by his love. And I remember they all went to go watch football. This is in 1999. So 1999, you went to a friend's house. Yep. You you didn't realize that 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 house was a a Holy Spirit terrorist training camp. Totally. Where they were teaching, where they were converting people to Jesus Christ in this kingdom. Absolutely. We got to experience him there. It It was powerful. I mean... The family started to tell me. I never heard of Bethel Church. Um, this is in the Seattle area. How old were you? I was 17, almost 18. Almost 18. Yep. And uh, everything was falling apart. My parents had had the car repossessed. The house was in foreclosure. Oh, my goodness. Um, I had broken my ankle. And so I had sports were my idol. I was going to go. My dream was to play professional sports. And everything came crashing down. And my friend's like, you want to come to our uh our, we have a little church, we're watching football, and then his his cousin played football for the University of Washington. And so I was like, oh, I want to see an athlete. <laughs> so I was inspired they by that. They sucked you in totally, with some breadcrumbs, exactly. right? Like you there. want some chicken, you want <laughs> some, some good home-cooked food. Yeah, I was like, and watch in, football. Right? And then um, I got there, and I he started to he opened up the Bible and started to share these stories. His wife was ran over by a car, and her pelvis was crushed, and she wasn't supposed to be able to have kids. And she's like, they told the story of her healing, how he gave his heart to the Lord. And she he got started, supernaturally she healed? She got supernaturally healed. Wow. Her three not strong, hers. amazing boys are sitting there. Pelvis was crushed. Doctor said she would not be able to have children. And so supernaturally healed. Wow. And then they started to share stories of one of their sons had walked on water, and another one had done this. Had walked one, on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Totally, Oh, little, little walked on water. Literally. Yes. This is what I got introduced into the kingdom. Like literally, literally walked, walked on, on water. It wasn't like a quarter inch. Th- uh, no, they said either. he walked on water. Walked on water. They were, they were very clear in their communication. Yeah. And just, and did you see miracles there? Did you see anything to validate that? They prayed for my ankle. Um, it, 
it felt like I was walking on clouds. Like I, I had a hurt ankle um, and I kept testing it out, testing it out, had some other people pray for it. And that's when I really felt the breakthrough, but they, they demonstrated, they were the key catalyst. And when my mom got, so I led both my parents to the Lord wow. after I got saved. And then like they were the key after? catalyst that, yeah, oh, very soon after. Wow. Uh, within <laughs> six months. Wow. And um, I got to lead the drug dealer that was selling drugs to my mom. She got born again. Oh, your mom was, a, oh, whoa, whoa. So, your mom was a drug addict. Yeah, she was addicted to methamphetamines. And that's what I'm getting. When you say validated, um, they were the key ones that prayed with me, with my mom, because I didn't fully know what to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she got delivered off methamphetamines overnight in front of me. Wow. And so, you know, it was absolutely validated by their life stories and then by the authenticity of seeing it displayed. Yeah. And in fact, Jesus said, John 14, if I don't, if I don't do the works of God, don't believe me. Mm-hmm. So this is all part of the gospel, right? Absolutely. The good news is yeah. that it isn't just words, but power, as Paul said, 1 Corinthians 4. Yes. Yep. So th- this is the demonstration of the gospel that signs and wonders would follow you. This is, mm-hmm. Matt, this is Mark 16. Absolutely. These signs will follow those who believe. Yep. And and the crazy thing is he read the Great Commission to me. I think I went the second week he read the Great Commission to me. Like Matthew 28. Yes. And he said, you have everything you need now. He shut the Bible and said, go do it. Mar- you, you mean make disciples of all nations? Yeah, he's make disciples. Go, go. This is your mentor. This is the guy yeah. who led you to the Lord. Absolutely, yes. And so I went out right away, sharing God's love, <laughs> praying for people, praying for my mom. And we we did the most crazy things. We tried to raise, you know, we didn't have any people to raise from the dead, but there was other. There was. We had so much faith, childlike faith. Yeah. We actually went and tried. We saw a dead animal on the side of the road. And me and my six foot three black friend got out of the car. And we're like, well, God can do this. He can do that. And, and the animal didn't raise from the dead. But we just, <laughs> it set us in this childlike faith to yeah. believe God. Yeah. And that's what he said. He said, and I remember this. He said, I'm just, he goes, I'm just, people say I'm stupid, but I believe I'm just stupid enough to believe the Bible. This is your mentor. Yeah. And he, and he, that's when he, he shut it and said, what was his name? His name's Floyd Martin. Just a great man. Wow. So yep. He's still alive. He is still in your life. Oh yeah. Yep. And he loves this house. Wow. Yep. That's amazing. And so they marked me and then a little while after that, I met my wife. We both play college basketball, and she's the one. Her whole family brought me down here in 2001, and I just kept coming and kept coming. And I was like, this resonates with what I experienced. Now, okay, fast forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. You got you married her. Yep. You got five kids? Five beautiful children, one boy, four <laughs> girls. Oh, my god! Our boy is nine, and then we've got six, four, two, and nine months, eight months. Wow, you guys, you guys are like rabbits over there. Be fruitful, multiply. Be fruitful. Right. Mul- you took very seriously. <laughs> we, Be fruitful, we multiply. Did. Yep. Wow. And now you're on staff at Bethel. Yep. And what is your what's your role? At Bethel? You know, I'm I'm the director of the outreach for the school of ministry, and so we call it BSSM Activate. So I work for you. You, do. <laughs> you, you sort of work for me, but yeah. you, you more work for the Lord, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so now, I mean, I did this for three years before I even got paid. This is, this is my passion. Yeah. This is what Mm. you love to do. Okay. Activating the empowered lifestyle. This is a 40 day journal. Mm. It's a four week, 28 days, 28 day journal. And, and it's how to lead your family and friends into an encounter with Jesus. Absolutely. So kind of like what happened to you. Yep. 
put it in some sort of like practical form where yeah, where people are like I've never led anybody to the Lord or I wouldn't even know where to start. Absolutely. And tell us about this. Yeah. So um, there's a ripple effect off of our life, and this book was birthed out of Acts one eight, which is you know the Holy Spirit will empower us to be witnesses, and so many people feel like they don't have the capability to go evangelize or share their faith, but it's the Holy Spirit who empowers. And I felt I was terrified when I started sharing the gospel. I would, when I'd read scripture, I would get blurred vision. My (laughs) eyes, I'd start to stutter. And I just felt like the Lord said, no, keep going, keep leaning into it. My grace is sufficient in your weakness. And so I just would lean in, lean in. And I just, start to grow the muscle of communicating the gospel. And so this was birthed out of Acts 1-8, which is, you know, he will empower us. And then it's um, the whole aspect of your Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And so we took that and we said, you know, a lot of people think of that verse and they go, oh, that's for the missionary. But I boiled it down in this book to Jerusalem, let it be your family. You know, Samaria, let it be your neighbors, your co-workers. And we just went the spheres of, of individuals' wow. influence. How do you have a, a lifestyle where you impact those people like the woman at the well? Strangers. Yep. We call that the wild card. That's the wild card. That's the fourth week, yeah. That, that's, that's the... So, so it starts with relationship mostly then, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're like, Hey, l- lead your neighbor, build a relationship yeah. and, and introduce the gospel into the relationship. Absolutely. Talk about a little bit about that. Yeah. Wh- what Maybe we share did, a testimony or two too. Yeah. We took the, the seven days and we boiled it down. The first day is all about stirring up compassion for a neighbor. And we do week one with a family member. So you're only sharing the gospel once and we have two train tracks, and I'll just talk about the first one. Okay. But you take day one, and you're not going to share the gospel. You're actually connecting with the heart of the Father and the Holy Spirit to stir up compassion for a neighbor. So we just give practical steps. How do you walk around your neighborhood, look to meet neighbors? A lot of individuals haven't just built rapport. So we talk about that, and day one is compassion. Day two is you just ask the Holy Spirit for a key scripture that you can pray over that neighbor and then that you could give them on the encounter day, which is day five. Day three is all about Holy Spirit, asking words of knowledge, you know, asking for prophetic words, asking for the gifts of the Spirit to be activated. God, show me if they need healing. Show me uh, a prophetic word oh, that would so encourage good. them. Day four is all about the gospel. And you ask, Lord, how do I share the gospel with this individual? And we call it the three R's in a way where you feel ready to do it, where it's relevant, and you, you carry the revelation, like fresh revelation, fresh bread. So we call that the three R's. And then day five is you take those four days, you pray about how do you share the gospel on the encounter day, which is day five. And then we got Day six is praying into the seeds you sow in the intercession day, and day seven is the follow-up day. And that's kind of the, the rhythm that we've created in the four weeks of this book to really teach people it's about partnering with the Holy Spirit and then taking steps. It's yeah. like you, so you've laid out a whole strategy mm-hmm. yeah. so that you're—I think it takes some of the anxiety out of it. Absolutely. Because you actually have a plan. Mm-hmm. Have you led people to the Lord— this way, That's oh, absolutely! A stupid, that stupid question, that, right? That, the book came from it your came own from that that I didn't even know what an evangelist was when I got saved, but I knew that God had did something in me, and I wanted people to experience that, and that's what. 
I try to stir up in this book is like, uh, you know, Acts chapter three, Peter and John, yeah, they the, go the silver and beautiful. gold. Yeah, they yeah. go silver and gold I don't have. But they said this key verse, but what I have, I give you. And I had this revelation like, I have the love of God to give. I don't have great theology. I was freshly saved. You know, yeah. I didn't have a great knowledge to articulate the gospel, mm-hmm. but I had his love and it was enough. And I just want to stir in people's hearts that what you have right now in this season, partner with the Holy Spirit, is enough to see your family, friends, coworkers, and neighbors impacted with the love of God. Angelo, there's a lot of people that feel like they've done stuff that's so bad Mm -hmm. or they've lived, you know, a double life. Yeah. Or maybe they're divorced Mm -hmm. or they're, they have an addiction to, you know, drugs or alcohol like your, your mother or to pornography Mm -hmm. or maybe homosexuality. It just goes on and on in our culture. What would you say to people like that? They're watching this and they're, they're like, yeah, that's good for other people, but I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. really, I don't, f- I feel shame when I think mm. about, you know, going to church feels like shame to me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I think the walls of the church might fall down if I yeah. walked into church, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like, what is, what, yeah. how do you, you know, what do you say to someone like that? Yeah. I would say this, like the, like Jesus died for you. You know, he died for you. He loves you and he knows everything about our lives. And when we just yield to him mm-hmm. and do the, the, the Matthew 22, love the Lord God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind and strength. And then it just says to love our neighbor. And when we let him use us, it actually empowers us into the reality of why we're alive. You're like, wait, the God uh, that created everything wants to use me to impact somebody. And some of the individuals I see, because I, I, for years, we would bust people in and just feed them, and they're broken, and yeah. they're homeless, and they're transient. At Bethel. Yeah, at Bethel. Or we would go take meals out to the community. Yeah. And it was the individuals that, despite their condition, they just said, God, what can I do to be hope and light to others? That we'd see them they're like God would almost grace them to why they're helping others get free. I'd see them many times get free and they didn't get stuck. You know, we call navel gazing or inward focus, but they're just like, God in my brokenness, you know, me, would you still use me to encourage others? And obviously we want people to get whole and free and not live in sin, but you shouldn't stop right where you are. If that makes sense. You're you're saying give yourself some grace. Yeah. Don't let don't let your addiction keep you from actually receiving the Lord or yep. connecting to the Lord. Yeah. And allow his grace to deliver you as opposed to your self discipline. Absolutely. Your mom was a drug addict. Totally. How long did it take for her to get off of drugs once she Once once I got saved, it was a pretty fast ripple effect. It was a it was within six months, let's say six to eight months. And, you know, a lot of people will deal with all those dynamics. I'm not good enough. There's shame. I'm in this condition. And I remember, you know, my parents were in this stage where they would get in these big fights and they live here now. They moved here to help poor in our family. So they've been, they're, they're, they're the only ones out of all the, the family members growing up that I can remember. And I've, I've thought that are still saved and they had the divorce. Oh no, sorry. Still married. Yeah. Um, 
they had divorce papers and they were about to get a divorce and God re- restored wow. them and reconciled them. And they moved here and they just pour into my kids and pour into helping. And it, it's awesome. And yeah. you, did your mom get instantly delivered from that drug addiction? She did. She got instantly wow. overnight cold turkey. And then we had an aunt move in and it was probably another year or six, you know, you know, I get blurried with vision, yeah. but it was a good while she moved in. And when she moved in, she talked my mom into trying one more time, and she did. And when she did, she didn't get delivered overnight that time. That time, it was uh, uh, like she manifested. She was vomiting. They picked her up oh, in wow. uh, the ambulance. My dad was like, I can't handle this. And I remember that's when the Lord strengthened. I didn't have a church. I yeah. was still figuring things out. And I had, um, remember when we had the worship books with the sleeves for the projectors. Yeah. I had made one of those. I, was, I just wanted to worship all the time with the guitar. And uh, we were helping at a, a college ministry. And, wow. And, um, and I went to the hospital, and they are about to put her in a straitjacket. She was manifesting, trying wow. to attack guards. And I just felt like the Lord said, sing and worship over her. And I would do that, and I would see the peace of God just fall wow. over her. And she'd just come in peace. And then, uh, if you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes later, she'd start to like have withdrawals and manifest again. I'd start to worship and peace would just fall over her. Wow. And, uh, and then she went through a little withdrawal there and then she got free again and she didn't, she didn't go back to it and she's been, been free. Years. That was 2000, 2000, 1999, 2000, 2001, right wow. around there. And she's been free ever since. Yeah. You know, I just want to say if you're watching this and you have any kind of addiction, it mm. might be a porn addiction, it might be an addiction to prescription drugs or alcohol, whatever. We want you to know that the Lord, He doesn't just have the power to yeah. save you, He has the power to deliver you. And I think so many people are like, well, that's for someone else, or yeah, but you don't understand, I did it on purpose. It, or maybe I've maybe I've asked the Lord to forgive me fifty times, and it's you know I've never. Or maybe maybe it's like your mom, where mm-hmm. you, she she got delivered from drugs, but then she went back to it a year and a half later. Whatever it is, we want you to know the Lord forgives you, mm-hmm. and also He wants to release His power to totally and completely deliver you from your situation, yeah. no matter if it's your fault, because sin actually means you did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like you can't sin on accident. So if you're watching this and you're thinking, yes, but I've, I've asked for forgiveness 20 times, the Lord wants to forgive you the 21st time. Yeah. The Lord wants to deliver you, and he wants to set your, like he says like this, I want you to put, he wants to put your feet on a firm foundation, and he wants you to be, you know, walk, leap, and praise God. He wants you to be physically, mentally, and spiritually completely alive and whole. Mm. Now, you got this other book that you wrote. Yeah. And the empowered lifestyle, unlocking the, your voice to share the gospel. How how are these different? This is a twenty eight day activation. Yeah. Maybe we should have started with this book. No it, worries. Yeah, it's so. This one is all about to the believer that feels like the gospel's in them, but they it feels buried, so they don't yeah. know how to get it out to articulate it. So you get in a conversation with somebody, and many times uh, we find students, people, and even myself, I experienced this in my early years where I was like, 
oh, if I share this, I'm going to mess up. Or it didn't feel sharp. It didn't feel clear. The articulation of the gospel was challenging for me. And so we really break that down in this book. We break down how to articulate the gospel. We break down different verses like John 3, 16, the two thieves on the cross. And we don't share just why you need to share the gospel. We share how to do it. So we break down when would it be good to do it? Um, Where can you do it? How you take your story, your testimony, and on-ramp the gospel where you can actually know the difference between sharing your story and sharing the the actual gospel account, the gospel, you know, through Romans Road. Or um, we we lay out many verses in there where we kind of unpack and sharpen your sword to communicate the gospel. So good. Yeah. How many people have you led to the Lord over the years? Oh, you know, I had the opportunity to lead my whole college basketball team to the Lord. Um, It it was a non-Christian school. It was a... Wow. Yeah. And it was... um, I, I got to lead my parents to the Lord. We, for years on the streets in Reading, we've been leading people to the Lord. Um, so I would say it's definitely hundreds. I'm not thousands, but, but I feel like my grace is um, to champion individuals in that lifestyle. Like, I'm not doing stadium events, but no. I have a passion to stop for the one. I have a passion to create a lifestyle. Like I, we have a guy in school this year who worked at my work. Um, in 2008, I worked at a computer company and he didn't believe in any of the power of the spirit. And he used to mock me a little. Um, his name's Charlie Williams and he's in school this year wow. because of, um, him seeing the demonstration and us communicating the gospel oh, the power to him. Of God. Yeah. So I don't have a number, but I know it's, I try to create a lifestyle. You know, it's interesting because Jesus never told us to make Christians, mm-hmm. told us to make disciples. Yeah. And what I love about this is that you're not just getting someone to pray a prayer. Mm-mm. Yeah. You're actually leading them into the kingdom. And like that, and like your friend that you talked yeah. about in the very beginning of this, this dialogue where your friend actually took a hold of you mm-hmm. and taught you how to live inside the kingdom of God yeah. and how to fall, be a follower of Jesus and not just like pray a prayer. Absolutely. And I think this is really big because in modern Christianity, being a Christian and being a disciple is not the same thing. No, mm-hmm. I mean, it should be. Totally. But, I, it, but we know a lot of people like, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then they, they live a completely, you know, they're living with their girlfriend or boyfriend. They're, you know, they're, they're you know, living it. Uh, an alternative lifestyle and they're like, I'm following Jesus. Like you may be a Christian because Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's a tends to be now a philosophy, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like you're following Jesus. Totally. So this is powerful because you're not just leading people in a prayer and saying, Oh, I led this person to Christ. Mm -hmm. You're saying this is how to disciple somebody. Yeah. How do I, how do I actually lead somebody in a, in, in growth in the kingdom and in growth in mm-hmm. connection to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, to, to the Father. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about discipleship. Yeah, absolutely. You know, years ago I was, um, you, you, the house actually blessed me to go spend a week with Reinhardt Bonnke. Oh my gosh. And we were sitting now just five of us at lunch and Reinhardt passionate looks and he goes, Jesus is the maker of men. And he was talking about that, you know, the word says, 
Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Yeah. And, and really that's the heart of a disciple is they're following. He's the Lord of their life, not just uh, believe and confess, but you make him the Lord. So as people are getting saved and set free, we have a gentleman right now that just got restored. We just got him housing for this month. Wow. He's choosing to not even live with his girlfriend in, in, in his um and his two-year-old baby until they get married. So he's like, I'll live on the streets instead. And we're walking alongside saying, follow us as we follow Christ, getting them in the word. So they get the word in their hearts. They get, um, they get framework for how to live a Christian life. And then we, we say, you know, in John chapter four, Jesus said this in verse, I believe 32, he said, my food is to do the will of the father and finish his work. And so I love that because our nourishment is actually how we get fed and grow as babies and as believers is to do what he's telling us to do to finish his work. And so we really lay that out for individuals to follow him and to see God wants to move through your life. People see evangelism as this duty, but it's an invitation from the Lord into this adventure with the Holy Spirit. And so we get to invite people into this adventure. God wants to use you. You know, if you're watching now, I want to encourage you, God wants to use you. Come on. He wants to use you. He's, I love it says in John 15, he says, it's better that I go and I send the helper. And he says, it's to our advantage. So we have this great advantage, right? This, like you said, superpower earlier, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, he's sent to empower us to go change the world. And I just want to encourage you that God wants to fill you with this spirit. If you're not filled, if you don't know him, he wants to have a relationship with you, fill you with this spirit and then empower you to transform the world around you. And that's, so it's never this duty you have to, it's you get to the God that created everything loves you so much that he wants to use you and he's going to put his spirit in you. And to somebody that's fresh, like when I was, I was like, it was just overwhelming me, just tears and crying and, and letting go of anger and past hurts and unforgiveness because I just wanted more of him. So good. Mm. Pray for people. Absolutely. Yeah. As you're watching right now, I just pray right now that you would feel God's love fill your heart. I pray that you would, wherever you are in your room, that you would feel his affirmation. You'd feel his pleasure over you. And we bless you. I just pray if you're a believer that God would put people on your heart, that you can take what he's done in your life and share it with them. And know that as you do, he's going to meet you. He's going to co-labor with you and work with you. And you're going to see Jesus, the one who created everything, work through your life to impact the people around you. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to change your life. It's going to cause an excitement of purpose and expectation for the day on why you're alive on this earth to, to see the people around you encounter him and his goodness. So I just pray that faith and hope would fill your heart, especially in this season where there's so much uncertainty and there's so much um, fear that you'd feel his love and his Mm. peace fill you, courage, strengthen you to step out out of the boat and walk on water in this season. We bless you. Wow. Mm. That's a powerful prayer. Yeah. I'm just so thankful for you, Angelo. Thanks Mm. for being on. Yeah. Thanks for your books. Again, how, how, how can they get these books? Yeah, and we have a fun five-day challenge. They can okay. go to my website, angelojeanpierre.com, 
or there's a five-day free challenge that we've made, which we filmed 30 people in our environment. Chris is one of them. And we're giving out a free five days on stirring faith in your heart, hearing testimonies from a bunch of our leaders on how to lead family to the Lord. So this holiday season or this new year, we want to encourage you to go after seeing family members encounter his love. Because Bill says this quote, right? The light that shines the furthest shines the brightest at home. So they can find them on my website or on the the Bethel store, um, Bethel Church, you know, BethelStore.com. Bethel.com. Yep. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll put the the addresses right there in the comment line. God bless you. Thank you so much for writing these books. Thank Thanks you. for joining me. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you want to find out more, read my blog or listen to the previous podcast episodes. Go to chrisvelton.com. Have an awesome day.